Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's Friday edition of the Chapter by Chapter podcast. Hello, everyone. You know, before the before the mics went hot, Will just asked me. He said, "Do you want do you want to tell everyone you're hungover today?" <laughs> and I said, "No, nah, I'm not gonna." And here it is, right away. I think I gotta put it out on Front Street. You know, this is a Friday, but for me, last night was Friday. Gotcha. TGIF. Yeah. Uh, TGIF, man. To be honest, like looking at you, just from the few snippets that I just saw, uh, you look all right. You know what? Uh, I've Thanks. seen I've seen you in a lot worse states yeah, than I'm you are good. right now. I'm pretty good. I'm doing all right. I just yeah. had uh, uh, an omelet. Oh, that's a good one. It's called a Rocky Mountain omelet. It had some smoked bacon in there. It's a bunch of stuff. It's good. Oh man, yeah. I've been thinking about like diners a lot lately. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I haven't had breakfast. A lot recently. Probably because but, you don't go anywhere or do anything anymore. And you don't eat breakfast either. <laughs> so, I don't know. That might have something to do with it. My omelet experience was, in fact, at a diner. Which one? Do you care mentioning? The Diner Deluxe. Oh, I think I... Pretty good. Oh, I think I'm, I'm probably confusing it with Galaxy Diner. There are a couple of, like, small, like, locally owned diners in the city here that are just tip-top. Tip-top stuff. Every city's got them. You just got to know where they are. You got to sniff them out. Yeah, yeah. When I was younger, I used to go to Denny's, but at like two o'clock in the morning after a night out, and you'd be yeah. just like a crew of you. I still do that, like... but it's more like a four or five o'clock in the morning thing. <laughs> but and you're not partying. It's like immediately after work that you're done, and then you're just like looking for anything that's open at that point, and you have two choices: you have McDonald's or Denny's, and that's it, really. And Denny's wins every time. Denny's wins every time. Let's Way do to go, a McDenny's. Denny's. You get a little bit of both, merge them together. Oh, kind of like a KFC Taco Bell? Combination. Combination. I like that. That's a good idea. Look, we're here to talk about Chapter 40. Yes. The Shadow Rising. Chapter 40. This one is called Hunter of Trollocs. I think it's worth mentioning right off from the get-go that I got this whole, like, situation wrong so in the previous chapter that we saw Perrin in he just saved everybody he saved all the prisoners from the watch hill white cloak camp and i thought there was going to be like a situation where they were leading the white cloaks out to where the trollocs are and then cause like a three-way battle or something like that but that's not the case no they just took the prisoners fucked off into the woods and now we're six days we're picking up six days after that while they've been just hunting trollocs in the woods yeah, just six taking days out, like, later it seems like they've had several successful trolloc hunts oh uh, man just sort of like butchering them and they're just sort of like yeah we killed like 60 of them absolutely parent seems to be like uh a somewhat like well-rounded guerrilla warfare fighter or guerrilla warfare general you know, well, at this point, he's full on John wicking it with his dead family and they are <laughs> fueling him and like he's fighting out of revenge most of the time. Revenge, here. revenge right? and and wolf blood. He well, the wolf it. blood helps, but I think that I think it, they go hand in hand, like the revenge fuels the wolf rage, which fuels the revenge, which at the end of the day just makes you really hungry. Yeah, you just got to eat. You got to head over, head over to a diner and get yourself an omelet. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> what do you Rocking think? Out. Like, like I don't think it talks too much about what Perrin is eating, but does he like, do you think he like smells like birds or like squirrels or something like that in the in the forest and go like, hmm, I could, I could eat that. Well, like maybe not birds and maybe not squirrels, but almost certainly rabbits. <laughs> rabbits for sure. Deer. 
Stuff You're like venison, that. Right? Venison. Maybe yeah, a moose. Yeah. You can but, eat a moose, right? I don't know. I don't know. And then at that point, like, at what point is Perrin a wolf brother? And what point is Perrin a trollic just without the the get up? You know? Uh, I think, the, I don't know. The horns, maybe? <laughs> I think the, the horns and the sharp teeth. I guess I guess he has sharp teeth. I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I mean, Perrin is not turning into a wolf monster. He's just not. He's not. And the trollics are permanently stuck like that. Yeah, and they're permanently dumb. I don't think Perrin's that dumb. And the Trollocs don't have golden eyes. They don't. They don't. That's another thing that we pick, that we get uh, word of. Uh, Fayil, when she shows up, she's like, you know, when you told everybody to go down to Emmons Field, like, there's apparently there's like tons of people there, like from the, the entire like surrounding area, are now just hanging out in Emmons Field. Um, they're like, they're calling you Perrin. Perrin, what was it? Uh, Perrin Golden Eyes. Golden Eyes. Golden Eyes. Like James Bond. Yeah. Ben, ben, ben. <laughs> uh, he's become a legend of sorts yeah. already in six days, and uh, she says, "You know, you'll be you'll be sung of in the songs, and people will re- remember this forever." And he's like, "This is great. What can go wrong? Let's go kill more Trollocs." <laughs> yeah. Surely the White Cloaks has pro- have probably picked up on the fact that Perrin is now. Um, amongst them you know the person that they were probably looking for the most as far as we're no- as far as we know according to Perrin's thoughts uh they must know that he's there and there's nothing that they can do now with the exception of killing the rest of the entire population of Evans Field uh to persuade Perrin to like work with them or like to to threaten him or anything like that because his whole family's dead yeah and we do get a scene at the beginning of this chapter where he's at their gravesite, which is like they've all been buried in like an apple orchard. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that is sort of like sets us up for this whole revenge field sort of war battle chapter. Oh, yeah. That, so yeah. The, the attacks they talk about killing the Trollocs, I think they were they were around 30. There were two different Trolloc camps, two different attacks, around 30. Yeah ish give or take on each on each one kills yeah around there yeah, yeah, yeah and one of them they also killed a mirdral which is that's smart pretty impressive pretty good pretty good stuff and i they're not even like trained warriors these are just farm folk with pitchforks really just following parents uh tac- no tactile, see i think i mind. think a lot of these are i think a lot of these are fighters though because he does have the aiel with him and he does have mm-hmm. some people who know how to wield the sword Maybe there's yeah. a little makeshiftery going on in there, but generally anyone who wasn't a fighting shape, he sent back to Emmons Field. That's true. That's true. So people can fight among this. And group. he's got a crew of right. about I think he's got a crew of about seventy people at this point. Which is a good number. Especially what are when they you're going... eating for six days, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like you gotta feed a you gotta feed that army. Yeah. Probably probably rabbits. Maybe they're eating the trollocs. <laughs> if you could it would be very resourceful like is a pig trollic just all like pork and bacon i mean wouldn't it be though i don't know because they tainted but, meat and it's also like you know almost like poetic justice because they eat people and we even like see like there's even like a scene in this chapter where they where they take over a trollic camp and they were looking at like what they were eating and they see like a pot full of like all kinds of different body parts and they threw it all into one grave because they were like i don't know i don't know how many people are in this stew <laughs> It's man stew. <laughs> I thought that was pretty gruesome for 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 Wheel of Time, but then again, like this 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 series is such an amalgamation of tones and and it, it really is, yeah. <laughs> and what's you know, Charles got to eat. Charles got to eat. What is he? What is he gonna eat? Feet, not rabbits. Got to eat men. 
Leg bones. Eat the man. Everybody know the good meat's in the thigh. Um, okay, and this all kind of like leads up into the big uh, confrontation that we have where they're setting up kind of like an ambush and they believe that this Trolloc army is going to be coming down this road and they yeah, set up well, this like... The, it's specifically like Gaul and like a bunch of the IEL return, right? Yeah. And they're like, Perrin, look, we've scouted out a Trolloc band that's moving. We can launch a sneak attack on them and we can sneak up behind and we can kill a bunch more Trollocs. We're Trolloc hunters, hunters of Trolloc. Fuck yeah, let's go. What could go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong? Uh, turns out everything goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. Turns out that they they were the ones who were ambushed. Mm-hmm. They were the they ones that, that were coming. ambushed. They got well, ambushed up the rear. It wasn't really like, uh, it, it didn't seem clear to me. Maybe it was just the way I was reading it. Uh, it didn't seem clear to me that either they got ambushed, like the Trollocs purposely like waited for them to set up and then launch their attack, or it was more of a they set up in the wrong direction and then the Trollocs showed up. Hmm. I think it was a. Tra- I think it was a trap that they fell into. It's probably more likely a trap that they fell into. I think it was into. a trap that they fell into, and whether I don't know the specifics of this, whether the Trollocs like had a little little party go out, start marching, so they could think that they're heading heading in this direction. We can cut them off, and then they the Trollocs were anticipating that these Trollocs seem like they're getting pretty smart. Yeah, well, they also had a mirror draw with them. Yeah, and we know that they are tacticians. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. Horrible teeth. Great eyes, though. Yeah, not golden, though. <laughs> not golden. <laughs> More like yeah, soulless. And, <laughs> and this whole like this whole battle ends up being such a, an alarming blow to Perrin's army. Here, it t- turns out at the end of it, there's twenty. There's like twenty seven people die 27 which is almost half of his numbers that's not and, that's not uh, nothing and a good chunk of them ended up wounded as well so the trollocs did a number i think they were able Perrin. to get away Perrin yeah. takes an arrow yeah and he almost fucking dies like mm-hmm. he's almost about to die and then one of the warders uh ivan comes in and just like cleaves the fucking thing's head off the, the mirror but uh that Mirdal's like fucking with Perrin too. Like that Mirdal is gonna kill him. Perrin's like, um, you know, he takes an arrow and realizes things are so dire. He's screaming out for Fail, Fail, yeah. And the Mirdal's like, I ate Fail's face. Ha 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 ha! I ripped so it off and I ate it. <laughs> and uh, of course, we quickly find out that didn't happen. She's uh, one of the survivors when they all rallied back to Perrin. <laughs> <laughs> the fu- the the fade is like laying on the ground, like his head's chopped off. He's like, "Ha ha! I was lying." Oh. I am a trickster. <laughs> you thought that I ate her. I don't even have a body anymore. Nah, uh, <laughs> dies. <laughs> it would have been shocking if Fael was just killed off screen and eaten by by a mirror But uh, I mean, <laughs> didn't didn't expect that to actually play out like that, and you know, it didn't so. I mean, the fact that they killed all of Perrin's family is still like the more I think about it, the more I'm like, that damn, that's pretty that's pretty hardcore. Like every single one. Like there's nobody left in Perrin's family. Not a single They're probably person. in that stew. They're probably in that stew. <laughs> yeah, which is completely different from the series where Perrin kills his family himself. Well, his wife. Wow, but his you wife. know what I mean. <laughs> his wife was his family. Yeah, so a lot, a, a really big chapter in terms of like rollicking action that we don't typically see very often. And I think when it comes to us 
reading this book. It's chapters like these where I think we, you and I both like understand more things because it's not mm. trying to throw like lore at us. It's not going like they were in yeah. the temples of well, Rudion and they, he was he was in the dream state where he was imagining he was an ancestor of himself from 600 years ago named and and Gorb. it's just more character development and more character building with stuff like this because this is these last few parent chapters we've seen him going through the motions of losing his family and now you know that's driving his revenge and he does very well with it and kills all these trollocs and feels good about avenging his family but then nearly dies himself and i think we're gonna see you know a ripple from this yeah and uh hopefully he will learn his lesson but only time will tell maybe a dark taint will come over him i maybe maybe a golden taint yeah, That's what I honestly, this is probably the most character development I've we've seen in these characters in like in the last two or three books. I don't know. That's your own opinion. I think so. At least Perrin. <laughs> Perrin was just felt like he was just. There's like been a lot sad. of development, but yeah, definitely like Perrin's getting it, getting it now, and it's it's rough having his whole family wiped. But look, I like it. I like this is it's look, setting like him it. up as. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's fun. <laughs> Well, it's setting him up as that general type character, like that not general as in like generic, but you know, he's he's becoming a war leader. And yeah, I feel we like don't need the, we don't have a time for family. Kill him yeah, all. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like in the last like two books, like he hasn't been anything other than complaining. I mean, that's we can make that case for virtually all the characters in Wheel of Time, with the exception of maybe Loyal, who just like There's spouts exposition. But There's uh but he's coming into his own. He's becoming he's becoming a a warrior. Of of some skill of some of uh, rapport. Where do you think uh, tape uh, team table is at? Abel and Tam. I don't know. Don't ask cool. me. Cool. Because they're cool. clearly not involved with this. Yeah, they're off. <laughs> they're like, you guys got this. We're gonna do our own adventures now. Huh. If they are part of this army, they haven't been spoken of at all. I don't think they are. Yeah. No, I, I I don't think they were part of this army or this particular battle. So. Uh, they might be just hanging out at Emmett's Field and just like protecting the people. But I think that that's everything worth talking about in this chapter. Nice and short, nice short and sh- sweet. But th- that means we got other things to do. It's a Friday episode, man. We got more things to cover. Not, not a big chapter, but a good chapter. But a good chapter. All right, man. Okay, let's dive into our T's and B's this week. Oh, all right. Uh, my T, my T for the week. He shows up shortly, but he leaves a big impression in my mind. Mr. Bale Domon! Yeah, that was unfair of you to take that, really, because that's an easy <laughs> top, but it's fine. Yeah, well, it's uh, you wait, you you waited till the last second to find your tees, so I took him. I took, yeah. So Bale loved loved him in that uh, in the few short chapters. It was hard to pick actually T's and B's from the last few chapters because we've had such a strange amalgamation of characters show up. Like we've had a first couple that were with uh, Matt and Rand and like with the, the the peddlers that show up while they're in the waste. And then we switch to like the evil people's point of view where we're hanging out with Leandrin and all that. And then we switch to Egwene and Elaine and Nynaeve or uh, Egwene and Elaine or Elaine and blah, Elaine and Nynaeve <laughs> <laughs> fucking names. You can get there. Yeah. And Tom, and that's pretty fun. Uh, I think Tom actually gets a, gets a, an honorary, mm, maybe a no, Tom, you can't just take all the good teas. Okay, right. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My T is not Tom, right? I do like uh, Elaine's whole drunken escapade where you're going like, are you my papa? 
He's like, no, yeah, girl. It's, <laughs> it's kind of annoying, though. I don't know, actually. I don't know. It might yeah, actually put fun. her in the bottom for me, if I'm going to be honest. But are you my papa? Give me that mustache. <laughs> but Leand- I really liked Leandrin this week. Showing Leandrin. back up. Okay. Giving these okay. really sort of like uh, spooky Death Eater type vibes. Oh, yeah. And I'm all about it. I want more of it. But it does seem the Black Azure are coming more into play. I want to put her at the top, but I have an honorable mention, not for Tom, but for Tom's song that he sung this week. Only one boot. I only got <laughs> one boot, only on one foot. We all know the song. But, but we love it. That originally, song goes right up there in the tops. <laughs> originally written by Weezer. A <laughs> Drunk Elaine was like, yeah, I don't know. In theory, I feel like I should like it, but in practice, I didn't like it. She was annoying. She was calling her mom all sorts of names. Well, I mean, it's a complicated relationship when you're a princess, your mom's queen. And you She's got like pulling on Tom's mustache. I just don't know. I just don't like it. I don't approve of it. She can take I, a big B. You know who also actually I I I, I got to give kind of like a T uh, a T tier for this chapter, even though she doesn't physically appear in any of these chapters. She is mentioned. Is Queen Morgays and the fact that she uh, no Queen Morgays and the fact that she that Tom even admitted the fact that. You know, she was kind of like juggling three guys at the same time, and everybody was cool with the situation. Yeah, that's that's all talent amorous. right there. And they all loved her. They all she loved then, her. I guess we don't yeah. really have confirmation on how she felt about them, but it seems like it was pretty positive. <laughs> Didn't hate them. Would have them over for drinks, maybe a couple. I just think that's an admirable quality when you can juggle. I shouldn't say juggle, but if you can manage three different relationships at the same time and everybody's happy and and uh, and cordial with each other. I want to change cool. my tea. You want to change your tea? I think that Ivan actually should get it because he saved Perrin and he cut off a fade's head and it's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And of course, you know, Ivan and Alana have been put into the the TV show on Prime. So I hope we get to see this unfold eventually. I'm sure we will. Well, did I pick a bottom? I don't know if I did. Um, I didn't hate anybody in the last in the last few chapters. I mean, like the obvious the obvious one is Lord Luke because when we have him like show up in this chapter here, he's just going, he's just talking. I feel like we gave it to game. Lord Luke last week. Yeah, I feel so like I feel you like, got to be last week. I feel like I got to change it again, or I just got to change it from Lord Luke. So, um, you know what? I'm gonna give it to the Ian Endin girl that was uh one of the characters what? from the evil evil chapter. The one that had Say the that demo- name again? Uh, e E A Yendin Yendin E Dayden e- Oh the Damani Damani yeah, The yeah the Sean Chan girl that had the Damani chained Damani. up with the Suldam. Have you ever <laughs> Have you ever just taken somebody <laughs> and started just saying uh, Wheel of Time words to them to see what their reaction is or what you they think me, it is? You saw me doing this to someone the other day saying Damani. <laughs> yeah, she didn't like it at all. <laughs> 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 she's like stop that stop it i was going to money it's fun stop. try just shouting wheel time words at people in your life and see how they it's, react yeah it's definitely not annoying for anybody it's great it's a great time okay uh yeah i think that's gonna be my b i didn't i didn't really like and not for any particular reason other than like uh her part of the chapter was confusing and uh it just kind of it didn't really mean anything to me yet we don't know yet until the until like you know hell starts raining over Tanchico in a couple of chapters because Elaine and Nynaeve are there causing all kinds of wizard nonsense. Yeah, well we'll see. We're closing in on the 
you know, the end of this book. We're still going to have a couple weeks here to go, but getting 18. into the thick of it. 18 more chapters, man. 18. We're, at, we're on the home stretch. The home stretch. That's like fucking three and a half more weeks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got some else? RPG action to get into. It's a Friday. It's a Friday RPG. This this particular episode of the RPG, I called a sword or a paddle. Or no, uh, not paddle. I, I choose paddle. <laughs> no, I, I meant to say ladle. <laughs> I choose ladle. <laughs> a sword or ladle. Um, okay, so to recap from our last games RPG, you were in Teleranrioid with our good friend David Lynch. Mm-hmm. You built a house. Oh, yeah, that was some <laughs> chapter. <laughs> You built a house, house, and uh, you uh, took a 10-second uh, video clip of a frog, m- lizard, monster, demon thing with a vacuum as a tail. Mm, forgot about that. Yeah, I. You know what? None of the. I'm going to be honest with everybody. None of that none was of that. planned in my in my notes. That just kind of like that's the art of the RPG right there. None of that matters. <laughs> and also, none of that matters. It's just a dream sequence. Yeah, but. At the end of it, David Lynch gave you a choice of where to go, and mm-hmm. you ended up deciding, let's go to the Wine Spring Inn and start your next adventure there. So, yeah. at the start of this RPG, your your head, you feel you're you're resting on top of a bar. You know, you know it's a bar. On top of can, a bar, like sitting at a bar with my head down. Yeah, sitting at a bar. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're sitting at a bar with your head rested on the table. Uh, you know it's a bar, or at least a, a tavern of sorts, because you can smell the alcohol. You can hear whisperings of sorts in the background, and most importantly, you can smell some delicious, delicious food baking in the background. All right, you got you got mm-hmm. different hints of like sautéed mushrooms and maybe uh, maybe some pies, you know, baking in the background. There's like caramelized onions, caramelized onions. Maybe there's a little bit of a meat going on, meat of your choice. Maybe even beyond meat. Rocky Mountain Omelette. Rocky Hmm? Mountain Omelette. Absolutely. Uh, And as you're coming to, you feel a force slap against the back, uh, uh, slap against your back. And you hear a woman go, wake up. Wake up. Wake up, yo. (laughs) Hi. So you shake yourself off. You open up your eyes. And right in front of you is Mistress Alvear looking at you kind of confused, but also a little bit angry. And then she oh, and man. she's like, "What are you doing here? There, most of the fighting fighting age men have already left for battle, so you got to figure out what you got to be doing here. Like, what's what's the deal? What what are you doing? Whoa, here? whoa, whoa! I never told you my age. I'm Fifteen. That's a fighting age. Uh, I'm s- s- ten. I'm seven. You look like a thirty year old man. So we are. So this is in the. This is right in the middle of of this book of the Shadow Rising. Okay. So yeah. Most of the men and women, most of the fighting men, have went off already. Yep. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, look, I'm not here to fight. I'm looking for a bowl of chicken soup. You're looking for a bowl of chicken soup. I'm looking to fill my belly. Okay. Well, first of all, like I know that there's a bunch of strangers around here, and I know you're probably new to the customs that we may have on our town here, but. There's a bit of give and take here. I'm not just gonna get you a oh, bowl of chicken go. soup. Okay. You need me to like play a song with a flute? No. Give me a flute. Who's got a... okay? Well, <laughs> I can do that. 
we have a, a bunch of new people in Emmons Field right now, and I can't keep up with feeding everybody. We're in the middle of a trollic war that this this entire area has never seen. I'm gonna stop you right help. here, Miss uh, Alvier. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Is this a job? <laughs> you know, because uh, it sounds like a job. And honestly, I actually I'll just pick up my sword. I'll go join the fighting. It's more of a it's more of a quest. I mean, okay, you could either go fight. <laughs> Or you could help me in the kitchen and make a beef stew for everybody. You just want me to make a fucking beef stew with this woman, don't you? I do. <laughs> All right, let's go make a beef stew. We'll help her out. She's like, yay! A little too a- animated for what we think <laughs> Mr. Salvior is supposed to do. But she does a ha uh, Okay. You go into the back uh, and to the kitchen area. And you see all these different ingredients all laid out to make a stew. All right, you got your carrots. You mm-hmm. got your uh, potatoes. You've mm-hmm. got what else you put in stew? Like uh, peas, celery. celery. You put some peas um, in there. And obviously, you got beef chunks. Uh, what yep. kind of beef would you use for a Chunk. stew? <laughs> Chunk beef. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, what kind of beef, though? Just I'm, like you use beef. I I I I do, but like I never really think about like the cut of meat that you'd use. Like, would you use a sirloin? Would you use a top mm-hmm. sirloin? Would you use a New York? Shirt? Oh, that'd be very I, nice. I think New oh, York is actually nice. a sirloin. But, but I do okay. think here would just be sort of the mashed beef variety. Mashed beef is what I'm going to Ma- go with. Mashed beef? Okay, well, there's uh, three or four slabs of mashed mash beef. <laughs> <laughs> beef mash. All right. Uh, Mr. Salvier points to it, and she's like, all right, this is what you got to do. All right, I need you to cut those carrots. I need you to peel and cube those onions. Or- God. Peel and cube those potatoes, and oh, there's onions as well. Uh, chop the celery and uh, dice up uh, the onions as well. So let's start with the carrots, and I'm gonna roll for the carrots. I'm gonna oh, roll for God. these listeners. I tried to go fight Trollocs. <laughs> Do you want to go fight Trollocs? We can go. You can. Go I tried to already. You have me rolling the dice carrots here. All right, let's let's chop the carrots. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say that this is a. <laughs> What the fuck? (laughs) Understand. And uh, let's do duty. All right. Oh, Steve. Steve. You chopped the carrot successfully. You made a great Yeah, you chopped this carrot successfully. You didn't do any particularly good job. In in fact, Mr. Zelvere doesn't seem to have any opinion on your chopping skills whatsoever. I never claimed I was an expert chopper. Well, I was hoping maybe you could have rolled for uh, like a critical success, but uh, that didn't happen. (laughs) All right. Next up. Peeling and cubing potatoes. We're going to roll for all this. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to do the rest. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to do the rest of them. Uh, all the prep in one roll. Let's see. Let's let's do it. You do the prep. <laughs> wow. Okay. Soup on the way. Wow. I, I was really hoping that these rolls aren't giving me like any critical successes or critical failures because usually I'd, we'd get one that you're like, Nobody uh, sees it, but you. You can just change it however you want. You chop your thumb off, and you're like, no, nah, no, man, I'm keeping with the rules. <laughs> you could do. You are the game master. I don't. It's fine. It's fine. Control. Okay, okay, okay. So you do the prep, all right? Mistress Elvira, she comes by. She's like, good job. <laughs> <laughs> and now, we'll but- see you on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I gotta throw in something crazy here. Uh, so 
she throws, she comes by, she's like, good job. She takes all the prep you did. She throw it, it throws it into a massive like cauldron where she's making the stew. And uh, it starts, it starts simmering. Then it takes hours mm. for it to do. But as the smells start wafting out from the cauldron over the next little bit, it goes and permeates amongst the crowds in Emma's field. And next thing mm. you know, the wine spring in is filled to the brim with people. Okay, and there's not yeah. enough people right now to to serve everybody. So, Mr. Salvier, she comes to you and she's like, "I need your help again. I need you to help serve all these people right now." And we've got like five tables for you to take over right now because there's two, there's not enough people on staff. Okay, all and right. you need to take these drinks. She gives you a plate, like a, a platter of like ten drinks. You need to get these drinks to that table right now. Okay, well, so we're gonna take those drinks to this table. I'm gonna roll. <sighs> uh oh no oh no steve ah on your way there you lie you're lying about this role but (laughs) it's like you said i'm the game master (laughs) well i have a problem with it now it's manipulative Uh, (laughs) you you're walk you walk through the crowds and and you and somehow you end up tripping over somebody's foot and every drink on your platter goes spilling onto the table in front of you, covering three really old, really grumpy old dudes who are just screaming at you right now. What do you do? <laughs> and then one of them dies. <laughs> no, he doesn't have to die. Um, look, I ain't got time for screaming old men at me. I just made a soup. That is so good. You can taste it, and they all call me Stevie Soupy Eyes, Golden Soup. Do you say right? this to them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. They look confused. No, I'm not- like sorry, guys. I'm like sorry, but like you know, it's a living. This is what happens. You know, it's like I'll bring you around on the house. Okay. Okay. So you go back and you get, go to Mister Salvier. You t- and you tell her that you got to give him uh, a round on the house. And she's like, what? There's no such thing as on the house here. You got to come up I'll with the money. The p- p- what, what money? With soup money. Soup I'll money? make her more soup. You do actually have a little bit of money in your inventory. I think it's like, you know, like 12 coppers or something like that. Yeah, and I'll give her whatever I have if that's enough to cover it. It's not. But she takes it. She's a big gr- What? She doesn't have a fucking... She doesn't have a, a spill amount for drinks. Like it's just like they, it happens. Well, you broke Put the glasses. On spill well. tab. I'm gonna say you broke the glasses. It's her fault for using glass in a medieval <laughs> pub. Should be using like a piece wood. of wood. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I see where this is going. So uh, let's do this instead. Uh, as you're helping out <laughs> in the wine spring, and you hear commotion developing outside, and it turns out that uh, one of the excursionary parties that Perrin was leading is on the retreat and coming into coming back to Emmons Field and it looks like their numbers have dwindled quite seriously. Oof. I thought I had more planned for the for this RPG, but uh Well we can't go further past because that's where the book ended. That's where the book ended. So we're gonna have to call it there. <laughs> <laughs> well what will happen to Perrin? Right? Will he die of an infected wound? Probably not, but maybe. If a wizard can get to him, he'll be fine. But otherwise, infection will set in. Almost certainly. A wizard or a wizard? then, death to follow. Death? Mm. Thank you for listening to today's episode, Chapter 40 of The Shadow Rising. 
Hope you all have a great weekend. If you'd like some more of us, if you want more chapter-by-chapter action on Saturdays, which is tomorrow, we are covering Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson on over on our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash chapter-by-chapter. Uh, supporting at any level will get you that bonus podcast, and we really appreciate the support. So head on over there. And of course, if you don't want to do that, you can support us for free by leaving us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you listen to anywhere you listen to a podcast that has a rating system. Also, yeah. reviews they help us a lot. Oh man, and it makes us feel good too. Yeah, not a lot of things really do that for me. So that's not a, a lot. Real, that's a real kicker for me. I saw Steve smile once in my life, and it was because of a review somebody left on our Apple that's account. A, that's a lie. You should have made that joke about yourself because I'm smiling all the time. I never see you smile. You got a big old frown head. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's chapter. Have yourself a great weekend, and we will be back on Monday with chapter 41 among the Tuathan. It's just your good old buddy, old friend, old pal, Will, here at the end of every episode, unless Steve does it, to thank the four most important people to our lives. That's right. That's right. Nobody can top these four. Not even in my personal life. I am talking about our good of grand masters. Degree for Women, Nick Horn, Hilder, and Big Cheese Daddy. Thank you guys so much for everything you do to support this show. Like I say, at the end of these shoutouts, every single time, if you want to be like them, you want to hear your name, your handle, whatever you want us to call you at the end of these episodes, join a good grand master tier. Join it. Join it. It's not worth it, but hey, you're supporting the show.